Greetings, everybody. This is Christopher Messina coming at you from the Messy Time Studios on another beautiful day in Florida, one of the last free states in America. It is the 8th of January, 2023, and I'm joined to kick off the new year by Jeffrey Tucker from the Brownstone Institute. Thank you so much for taking the time, Jeffrey. Thank you for your work. I appreciate all your writings and uh, how you've been been on this case. We need we need more like you. Well, I thank you. I think the I was I wanted to touch on very briefly. I, I was glad I was able to go to the Brownstone event in Miami Beach uh, at the end of last year hmm. because uh, and it came up in that in that discussion. A lot of people have been fighting this madness from February 2020, begun to feel a little isolated and 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 a little bit doubting yourself because the rest of the world has just bought this crap hook, line, and sinker, and they're still doing it. So. Uh, I appreciate you know, Brownstone bringing together so many people to focus on this. What do you think of the best things were achieved last year? And kind of what do you think 2023 brings for Brownstone? Well, we finally have a few platforms that are are, are now open to us, right? So with the, the Elon Musk takeover of Twitter was, wow, what a blessing that is, huh? Uh, now, uh, it's important to remember, though, that this is uh, just one platform uh, of the major ones, right? There's plenty of minor ones, but I mean, right. the key to social media is the is the network right and and the reach so um as much as i like uh many of the other platforms out there they're not, they're not comparable to the major ones the only major one that is not fully controlled by the government is twitter and uh, we still don't know the extent to which that one has been that that place has been cleaned up yet but uh it's may not maybe not perfectly clean but it's but it's open enough i mean my own reach is now up about 175 percent since uh since elon took over which means that i was definitely right. throttled i was never banned but i was definitely throttled but um the other place are like brownstone can't even post on youtube uh because well we, we got one strike and then uh and then uh and then we had a second video uh, taken down okay that's two strikes so a third strike you're out and they delete your account so so in effect it's frozen right so we can't right. post and we don't we don't know uh you know i mean if if i could easily avoid you know the the problem and 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 not say things that would get us banned i would do that but i don't know what it is right you just never know it's no. all arbitrary that's the insanity so, right is i had yeah. just before the miami event i had um dr paul alexander on for a great chat and just what this show is about right he's talking about his experience in the trump administration his right it went up and clearly paul alexander is a trigger word for youtube because it was slapped mm -hmm. right down. They blocked me for two weeks. Just mm -hmm. crazy. Whereas I had yeah. thought before posting it, there'd be no problem because Dr. Rich had come on a week before talking about the ins and outs of testing and epidemiology and all that. To me, it was exactly the same content, but apparently he doesn't mm -hmm. trigger anybody. But again, it's completely opaque. You've mm -hmm. got no idea what drives them nuts and what doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have no idea, but we do know uh, now that it's it's the FBI, CIA, probably NSA, World Health Organization, uh, State Department, uh, very high level, are involved in all these platforms, which is a shocking thing to say. I mean, I just it's a challenge for me too because uh, I sort of languished my entire intellectual uh, life with a simple binary par paradigm that the you know the the state versus versus the private sector, you know, yeah. and that. That's all I uh, and yes, I was aware that in the past there have been you know elements of cooperation to the New Deal, blah blah blah, and so on. So, but it all seemed historical. 
And I I believe very naively that with the advent of the digital age, that somehow uh, we we were we had um, uh, initiated a kind of uh, migration uh, to uh, away from the material world that the state controlled into the world of of information. It's just such a you know that was my theory, and I just never imagined how uh, that the world of information would become would actually make it would make state power even easier. Okay, that hmm. is, and I remember being I was involved in debates. You know, in the old days, you know, there's this guy who started a email system. I think it was called Circle or something like that. I can't quite remember. And and the State Department or somebody the NSA. SAE or CIA or something came to him and they said, we need to install our usual backdoors to your email system that we do for everybody else. And he right. said, absolutely not. And they said, well, this is a tragic decision on your part because we're going to shut you down. Right. Um, and um, and he said, well, you can't shut me down because I'm closing it. So he closed it. So I was involved with a debate with him one time over this whole thing. And he kept saying, look, you're you're very naive about what the, the potential for the government here is. And, and and I just dismissed it. I said, oh, yeah, these temporary problems will eventually get away from it. I just did not understand. In any case, you asked about this year so uh, or last year, what did we achieve? And I think we finally broke through some of the information barriers. I mean, there's no question. I mean, Brownstone's traffic is, is outrageous. I mean, it's not just, you know, the million page views we get on our site a month, very consistently so. But uh, but the fact that, you know, we have an open source printing policy. So, you know, to, you know, one, two, or three, uh, one or two of three articles on Brownstone ends up also in the the Epoch Times and Zero Hedge, which you know we know is a site that was specifically targeted. Uh, now, from from the Twitter files, we know that Zero Hedge was was targeted by uh, by the uh, central uh, uh, state right. f uh, for censorship, and they they run us all the time, and and they, their traffic is just you know just indescribably huge. So. We're we're getting the we're getting the word out, no question about it. Now, uh, the the problems we face on that front is that there is a concerted desire on the part of many, many, many powerful people, and I don't mean just the CIA and the FBI. I mean ba basically both political parties uh, at all levels of of government to who want to not talk about this because they were also well, completely. Yeah, they went along with it, even if they knew yeah. it was insane. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing, the other thing, Chris, is that it wasn't just the political parties, but the nonprofits, the newspapers, everybody. Everybody got on board. Yeah, so they want they want to forget about it, and it's 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 really interesting. It's like if you want to destroy society and get rid of freedom, the 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 key is that you want everybody to participate in it, so that yes. there'll be so everybody's uh, everybody's culpable. You bet. yeah. Yeah, and oh, yeah. minimize minimize the the demand for accountability. Um, now you might say, okay, well, I'm so glad you're getting the word out, but what is the word you're getting out? Well, we're doing a lot of research. We, we I think one of the things that emerged out of 2022 that blew me away more than anything else was to discover uh, the extent to which the COVID response was not really just about uh faulty public health policy and disease mitigation but really amounted to a kind of uh national security coup quasi coup oh, against no coup. Lock, yeah gave people from going to work and kept their kids out of school what yeah. more of a coup do you need you micromanage people at their home level it's terrifying right. 
But that's why it felt like we were on a military footing and and it felt a little like martial law. I mean, I definitely felt it at the time that it, there was something that had gone very wrong, that the rule of law no longer applied. So, you know, the emergency use authorizations that, you know, approved all the the tests and then the vaccines. Yep. Uh, well, it's, it's like the entire government system at all levels was under emergency use authorization. Well, here, you know? here's the positive thing, right? And we, we brought this up bef before. I was having been a native New Yorker who left when when Warren Wilhelm Jr. was elected mayor. Mm. Uh, I was fortunate to be living in Florida when all this happened. And so I experienced rationality while the world went insane. So mm. I remember in March of 2020, it was the only time DeSantis flirted with any of this crap. The mm -hmm. centralized government shut the shut the economy down, um, and two things happened in the first week of March, 2020, which I will remain forever proud of my home state for Florida. One is when they shut everything down, they shut the bars and restaurants. I ran into a guy I know who owns a biker bar on the beach, and he laughed. He said, "Who's shutting me down? I got 80 guys, most of them military veterans, all of whom carry a gun. We're not closing." Who's coming to close me? What, what army? Literally, what army, right? Uh, and then second, which was not quite as in your face, but close, was the guy that ran an oyster bar right near here, near in town. He said, I'm not this crap. I'm not closing my business. And he said, just to be sure, because we don't know how insane the state's going to be, we urge children to stay home. I'm not going to be sexist, but you know, if women who aren't up for a fight don't want to come, don't. But basically, we're having armed oyster lunch. So everyone with a concealed carry permit Please come have lunch. And the <laughs> place was full, full every day. And on day four of this, Sheriff walks in with two deputies, looks around at everybody, says, how you guys doing? We said, great. It's like terrific. And he walked out. So I have hope that there is at the basic level still an America that will tell the government to fuck off and mm -hmm. will not listen to them. Now, I just hope if this ever happens again, all other 49 states do the same. Yeah, it took really too long. Yeah, I agree with you. Florida had a, a decent response, although I, I kind of do believe that DeSantis uh, should be held accountable for his for his early actions. You know, uh, he has any, apologized. I don't give anyone a, a, a buy on panic, right? I really will. Yeah. They were screaming their heads off mm -hmm. in February of 2020. Mm -hmm. And... To the extent that even my wife and I, who've known this as nonsense from the get-go, yeah. began to say, maybe we're maybe we're not quite right about this. Maybe this is yeah. really an emergency. So I give people a lot of leeway March and April of 2020, but after that, I give no one any leeway. <laughs> None. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, well, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree with that a little bit. I mean, uh, although Christy Nome. Uh, never shut down though there's yeah. even re re revisionism on on her that she acquiesced to the lockdowns but that it was her the legislature that that pressured her into not going along with it and that she's there was only her um her political instincts that uh, that uh, uh acquiesced to what the legislatures themselves were so, so that's an interesting um, Some way that's even there. more encouraging because that's a broader yeah. base and the legislature is supposed to yeah. be people's voice so yeah. they told the government to get stuffed. That's even yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. So she she was disinclined, but I can't even imagine the kind of pressure that she must have been under. And also, she, you know, Burks was trying to go around evangelizing for for lockdowns around the country, and and uh, the governor uh, Christine Nome would not even meet with her. Good I job. Mean, yeah. She 
she uh wouldn't even uh, wouldn't even wouldn't even answer the phone you know yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's it's curious i want i want to see what the best things going forward because the the censorship the censorship apparatus has gotten sneakier right so as a you know you, you know just uh, michael sanger who had a huge twitter following right made a big scream about it alex berenson had a huge twitter following made a big scream about it right but I just put Twitter, I just joined Twitter for messy times just as a kind of advertising outlet, right? So I don't have a lot of followers. And I made some anodyne comments about the 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 you know the new trend of all these people born the wrong gender, right? Like just when did this suddenly happen? Everyone's got the wrong gender, right? That I think is they're now looking for side excuses. Because if you try to ban someone for talking about the Wuhan hysteria, well, they can't do that anymore because Elon's on the case. But right. they, they correlate those two people who are doubting that the virus was as bad right. as they said it was, and then makes any comment they can vaguely tag, they'll ban you. I mm-hmm. think that's the new shadow ban. Yeah, it's, they're going to find a way to throw you off, and your 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 readership is not large enough for anyone really to care. I think mm-hmm. they're going after that very heavily until I that's think right. finds it. Well, if they if they can make you believe that that the biological differences between uh, men and women are. Are, are purely a matter of uh, mental perception and then they can make you believe anything uh, anything so uh this is a good a good thing too for the for, the, for them to fight about it's like i don't know but, you know it's a really you know all great cults um, ask you to believe something impossible right and then yeah. test their followers to, uh, to make sure you're going along with it um, that's that's that, that that's just you know, Freud group psychology uh, 101. So mm-hmm. so now the now you've got this sort of uh, biomedical security state has become a, a you know a cult, and and the rite of passage is to uh, uh, let go of your uh, doubts that you know the, the, well just embrace the idea that that men and women are purely sociological uh, conceptions just purely sociological exactly. and not you know and so if you can if you can deny um you know the biological reality of chromosomal differences between men and women then then you're going to be prepared for for anything i guess uh, but yeah i agree with you this is what makes me feel like there's still uh problems at twitter uh, that well, that a huge war to be fought with all of them. It's yeah. just even it's though he's, fi- he's fired four out of five employees, there's still something else. There's something going on, and and I, it's shocking the extent. Of, I don't think people are aware of just how uh, d- different life is now than it was uh, three years ago. But I mean, you know, the other thing to to realize is that you know it's not as if we were. We went from freedom to despotism overnight. I mean, the the machinery was 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 in place for yeah. a, and, and growing for a very long time. Um, I had a long conversation last night with Will Jones over at Daily Skeptic. I mean, it's funny to me how all this is working because uh, the UK is a lot like the US in the sense that um, you know they have think tanks everywhere and universities and academics and people. Paid to uh, you know to to believe this or that or think this or that and do research or that, but actually his you know very uh, limited funded uh, you know three or four person volunteer operation you know the Daily Skeptic is breaking all the news and doing yeah. all the stories and and doing all the research on and it's just frustrating really, 
uh, I mean, over there you've got the Institute for Economic Affairs and so on. I mean, these these places spend you know the equivalent of twenty million dollars a year on you know this and that, but they're not doing anything. They they were silent on lockdowns, and now they all want to change the subject. Same thing in the U.S., right? We have they all want to change the subject. They just yeah. want it to go away. Yeah. The greatest gift was that flake economist at Brown who wrote that article in the Atlantic about well, can't we just have amnesty now? We were all kind of mean to each other. No, 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 no. We weren't mean to each other. You fascist assholes destroyed the world and harmed children. Yeah. No, we yeah. weren't mean to each other. Right. <laughs> but you've got all these all these think tanks in DC that just want want to forget about it, and all these politicians. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, from from IHS, you know, to Mercatus to Quito and to Heritage and the American Enterprise Institute and so on and on and on and all these things. All these people who raise money for decades, you know, on the promise that they're going to defend our liberty against fight you know, for freedom. Bad, when it came up, yeah. there were crickets. Yeah, crickets, and then and now they just want to change the subject entirely. Uh, and this is true for many politicians, many governors, and so on. So it's it's a serious problem for them. And we also know too. This is one of the reasons on on the FTX case that a lot of these people were hoping to get FTX money. You know. Oh yeah, I did, I did four entire episodes on that fat little fraud, Sam Bankman-Fried and, and FTX and the, the yeah. circular cash from U.S. taxpayers to Ukraine. And then Zelensky, instead of buying bombs to kill Russians, is busy giving God knows how many hundreds of millions of dollars to this fat little liar in the Bahamas, who then recycles it and gives $40 million to Democrats. That, in, 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 if this were the 1960s and Nixon were president and not Biden, this would spawn right. two new Woodwards and Bernsteins. Right, like this is the, this is the worst scandal in Teapot Dome. This is oh, I know, and you can't even get information. Seen. Right, I mean, so the Wall Street Journal yesterday reported they said, "Well, should the nonprofits that got money from FTX give it back?" And and they said they said something like, "I don't know if they said more than a hundred or hundreds, but anyways, it's at least a hundred or more." Okay, so, and you saw my article on the topic. I think I named. The only ones that I had, which were, you know, 20 or maybe fewer, maybe 15. Okay, so so I would like to know who are yeah. the other, you know, 80, you know, who are the other 85? Uh, where is the list? There is no list. I've not seen a list. I mean, I try to keep an eye out for this stuff. So we're not getting good research on this. And I'll tell you something else. Uh, this is not hard to understand, uh, but Sequoia Capital, which gave them like two, $200 million dollars. After a quote unquote due diligence call where Sam was literally sitting sideways to the Zoom call playing Call of Duty and deigning to answer the occasional question. Craziness. Craziness. Right. So now <laughs> I I thought initially that this is just, and I wrote this, that this is just dopey VC uh people that were tricked by a you know an Aspie sort of disheveled. A yep. young man who they thought was maybe going to be the next Zuckerberg, so they're chasing around like like complete idiots. Yep. Uh, it, thinking back through it, however, it seems more apparent to me that there was something else going on, and that namely was um, these uh, VC for these Sequoia Capital and many others along that ilk wanted to give payoffs to regulators. Um, and the political system, but of course they're limited by campaign finance law. Yep. So what you have is an elaborate money laundering operation. So, so they give the venture funding to this uh, this phony baloney outfit in the Bahamas. Uh, he's an effective altruist, 
Oh, yeah. And, oh, and, 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 and gives it to his brother who runs a 501c4, C yep. which enables him then to in turn give massive donations to politicians. So through that way, Sequoia then is able to fund, you know, to, uh, uh, to a very high extent, uh, the political system that regulates them in the future. So Absolutely. this is the way it works. And it's not that complicated, but there are like three or four steps in this, uh, what's essentially a money laundering operation. So and people re they rely upon this being too complex for people to understand, right? That's been my core criticism of why we need to mm. hash back Leviathan mm. to a, four, a few very mm. core, mm -hmm. easy to understand, transparent mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. that the government does. And that's it. Mm. Because... That's probably true. And as, as you think about that scenario, there's kind of a continuum of of probability, right? All the way mm -hmm. from they explicitly said, I'm going to give you this money, Sam, if you definitely give it to Democrats, right? That's, uh -huh. that's on this extreme. On the other extreme is more, it's kind of more mushy, right? Like yep. Sam's parents are both very active uh -huh. Democrat bundlers in California, He's very involved. Like right. you, you could write the check without any explicit quid pro quo, uh -huh. but you kind of know that's where it's going to go, right? Yeah. You don't have to explain. No, never write it down. No, no, it's a, a lot of a lot of winks, a lot of winks, winks and nudges, right? Yeah. And 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 they all know it's shady, but you know what? I, people need to understand that as as a, at a certain level of sort of financial fanciness. Uh, people are drawn to shady operations. You know they're, they're, that that that's a appeal to them. It's like, listen, you and I need to, you and I need to talk. Uh, uh, we need we need to talk about about Sam Bankman Fried's you know outfit in FTX, and you know he's very well connected. You know his mom, you know his dad, you know his yeah. his aunt who who heads public health at Columbia University and so on, right? And um, and here's what here's what. We have going on this the you know the sector is ripe for disruption oh, but he also he also believes very strongly in effective effective altruism so you know we've got a lot of profitability here but this money is not going to be kept within the firm it's going to be distributed and 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 everybody gets the message right so so the little money laundering operation opens its doors in 2019, just before the lockdowns, right? And then, and then it's funding all the pro-lockdown causes and pro-lockdown. And and the other thing, Chris, that I've I've discovered looking at this whole thing is that once the word got out, and he he said this, he's like, "I've got, I'm going to give away billions of dollars." Oh yeah, that right? ridiculous interview he did with this guy who flew from Dubai. It's like Sam's on a normal billionaire. Sam's giving away his money. Sam drives a Corolla. Yeah. It was ridiculous when I finally saw it. So I got involved as it was collapsing because I advised a, a cryptocurrency hedge fund who called me and said, "Look, you know, so you know the regulated side of the house. You know the regulated side of." FTX, we're having trouble getting our money out. Could you get? Could you lob in a call and see if maybe you can be helpful, right? So, this is the first time I had actually bothered to listen to anything this fat little liar had ever said. Mm -hmm. I listened to him for for forty seconds, and I thought, who would give this twerp money? Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Who would yeah. give this little putz with his messy hair and the dirty socks and the whole shtick? Who would give this idiot money? There's no way this makes sense. Mm -hmm. And of course, then it all became tumbling down. But Terry Duffy called him on it. Terry's the chairman of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange Group, right? So he knows these markets. And there was a hearing in Congress about oh, sometime last year, but a year ago, 
where Sam has got so much hubris, oh, yeah. he's going to say, well, you we should use my new innovative clearing system because oh, it's a new economy. I'm a genius, right? And there's caught on camera before the, the hearing. He's talking to Terry, and Terry l- looks at him with incredulity. And after three minutes, looks at him and says, you're a fucking fraud. Like, nothing you just said makes any sense yeah. at all. Yeah. You're lying. Yeah. And for that, Ro Khanna, who's in the tank for the Democrats, in the tank for SBF, yeah. tries to grill Terry uh-huh. during yeah. the hearing. And Terry's like, kid, I've been, I've been giving testimony since before you were born. I yeah. know these markets, and this fat little kid's lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. You don't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Any... Yeah, uh, yeah. I, but I think that. fundamentally, I think what I like to focus on, because I knew you've got to run, it's a tight, tight day today, um, is that the clarity that, that we're all trying to bring is yeah. that this government and this society cannot survive as a free place mm-hmm. with this amount of piles of lies, deception, and pure nonsense right. forced down people's throats. Yeah, that's right. And that's the goal. That's the yeah. goal. Uh, the most important... to give reason to people. Yeah. It, well, I was thinking about that this morning. You know, we all kind of want justice. Well, forget that. That's we not coming. There's going to yeah, be no we, justice. We, we, we'll be no justice. Join boards, yeah. get richer, and die happy. Yeah. No that's, so we coming. can just forget forget about the justice part. It might, might be nice. All we really need, that's a realistic hope, is that we can get some truth. Yeah. Uh, that that's the most important thing right now is getting the truth and um so there's a couple of pieces to that one is that we need to constantly which is what brownstone does explain to people that they're not crazy exactly you're not crazy uh, these people were lying yeah. to you yeah that <laughs> that we that you have every right to demand uh some answers and we're going to do our best to to try to get them. And I think this is important for 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 individual psychological healing. You know, there's a therapeutic aspect to this whole thing. You know, like people need to realize that they've been trolled and that they're not crazy people. And and also we need the satisfaction of of knowing that uh, you know who did what to whom to to cause uh, this disaster. And you know, it's not going away. Uh, nope. You know, it, it's very interesting to me when I think back, uh, because sometime in mid-March, Henry Kissinger wrote an article for the Wall Street Journal, and you had to, like with all of Kissinger's writing, you had to you had to parse it and read it really, really carefully to understand. But right at the end, he said, if anything goes wrong with this whole uh, lockdown COVID response, uh, it's going to disrupt and discredit political systems all over the, the world, world. Yep. and I, I read that i read that that sentence and i thought you know this is this is a very careful man uh he sees something he sees it. and i it's 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 a warning it's a promise it's a prediction i don't know how you want to regard that sentence but it turned out to be really really important I, and 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 we're we're seeing it like there's almost nothing that's taking place right now in 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 the world of of politics or really economics, I mean, in almost every in culture, that's not traceable to this catastrophic decision in some in some sense. So there's there's not going to be any way to avoid this. Uh, uh, coming oh no, it's terms. it's here, and I I would yeah. agree with him wholeheartedly. My interpretation of that is for Americans who have never lived in another country, right? Visiting something means nothing. 
If people who've only mm-hmm. lived in America, they don't know what it's like to live in a place where the vast majority of people take as granted yeah. that the politicians are just fucking lying to you. Yeah. They're, they're not telling you anything remotely close right. to the truth. Mm-hmm. They tell you their dear leader, first time he played golf, got nine poles in one, seven eagles, and you know one bogey. And uh-huh. he wins re-election 98.4% right. of the time. And when you ask what happened to the other 1.6%, well, they're in gulags, right? People just don't understand that, but they're starting to understand it here because nothing that has come out of the swamp, there's always the normal degree of lying in Washington. People are covering their asses. They don't want to take responsibility yeah. for anything. They yeah, want yeah. to claim credit for stuff they didn't do. Like, that's normal. That's just human uh-huh. nature. That's mm-hmm. normal. Mm-hmm. What we've seen in the last three or four years I would argue going back to Trump derangement syndrome in 2016 is a complete inversion of reality. Just, and they said it, journalists said this from the get go, something about Trump irritated them so much that they were like, well, you know, objective reporting and reporting the facts no longer matters. We have to become propaganda arms to save America. And they all believe that. Yeah, that really did happen. And, and it, it happens sometime. You're right um after 2016 and and it was a tragic thing to watch right because because i was a a very long time reader of the new york times and it it was a fairly competent newspaper always with a kind of uh center left bias of course but they you know biases don't bother me i can read through them as long as you're hardworking and competent you know you can still make yourself very valuable but at some point uh, they decided to throw out into all pretense of object objectivity uh, and and went full full woke and full partisan. And that became very obvious. I I had a hard time believing it because you, you remember after the election, the very first instincts on the part of of the New York Times was to to express regret for uh, for failing to understand the mood of the public, right? right. And and they sent out a note saying, okay, basically we 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 were completely wrong. We misread things. We've lost touch. Yeah, we've lost touch. And this was, I think, the publisher the uh, sent out the note or whatever. And you could tell that they were they were trying to change. But by then, I'm not sure. You know what was happening? Maybe you know I'm not sure what happened. But but uh, it it he was wrong, right? I mean, so the, you know there were people inside that said, no, you don't understand. This is not the same paper anymore. We're not. We're not here just to reflect the mood of the American. We don't even people. like people on the Upper East Side. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Never so, mind Montana. <laughs> right, and it wasn't. It wasn't just the Washington, New York Times, the Washington Post. It was you know everybody, and um, and then then of course they kept trying to take swipes at me. The whole Russia collusion thing happened. Yeah, and then the thirty percent of the country still believes that's real. It was completely well, is, manufactured. Yeah. It completely manufactured, and and yet you know the 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 distance between truth and illusion now is is blurring, you know. Uh, so yeah, I think you're right. Thirty percent of the country still believes that. I mean, like oh, it, they, it, they can... I have arguments with people like, well, Trump and the Russians. I'm like, you do understand that the Justice Department investigated that, and the worst thing, Bill Barr writes this in um in his book, uh, one one day I think one thing after another, one day thing after another. He talks about like his brain hurting when Mueller delivered the report to him. Uh-huh. He he decided for some insane reason to add a codicil about not 
deciding to prosecute for obstruction of justice. The left has seized on that obscure little, very legalistic yeah. thing. Right. They say, well, it shows that Russia collusion was true. No, Mueller found there was no basis. There was nothing there. Hillary no, I Clinton mean, paid Christopher Steele to yeah. manufacture this work of fiction. Yeah. Period. Full yeah. stop. That's right. it. Yeah. And they it was a work of fiction. Tell people that it's real. Well, I felt really. I mean, part of me was very felt bad for the reporters in New York Times because you know they were assigned. They must have had a hundred reporters on that case, right? And yeah. they, and they're they're Wait. publishing they're publishing front page stories of four and five thousand words. Oh, no, 10, 15, 20. Huge. And and you read them and you're like, man, this sounds kind of bad. But but there wasn't any like actual facts in it right oh, and and nothing. you get to the end of the story and you realize oh i just wasted 20 minutes <laughs> i can never uh, get that back and now i'm angry <laughs> yeah right so so yeah so there was that and then they they went after him over some ukraine thing which i never really understood and then uh finally you know uh you know 2020 came and and they had the 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 perfect the perfect uh plan i mean the the goal is of course to try to get trump to destroy uh to go back on all his promises and wreck the american economy yep. with his own hands and how are you going to do that well you have to have a bioweapon from china and yep. uh and and uh because he, he's a germaphobe he is china uh and and you have to convince him that it's just two weeks flat in the curve so on it went and so it's the first 10 minutes of wag the dog Let's come up with a story. Let's get a Hollywood producer. <laughs> teaser. Wait, we're making a teaser. We're not making a whole film. <laughs> You're right. And they, they came up with this madness. And everyone went along. They just jumped on the bandwagon and loved it. Finally, we're going to get Orange well, Man bad out. And how funny was it, you know, when you think back at it, just the hysteria at the time, the, the way we got these sort of daily death figures. And, you know, people right. should, should ask themselves, how come... How come we're not hearing uh, reports on the number of people that died yesterday or last week? How come we're not? How come that went away? You know, right. I, I remember uh, the New York Times. You know, the, 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 the amazing front page stories. You know, that the, the above the fold pictures of all these people, uh, and they said, "Ah, oh, look at these people. A hundred thousand people are dead." And, and now, so we understand how many people Trump has killed. You know, uh, let, let's look at. And they, they had stories about you know. Uh, 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 here's here's uh, Mabel so and so, uh, a, a beloved puppeteer in the community, you know, but now struck struck uh, struck down struck down in her prime at ninety four with lung cancer, or in, in one case, a hundred and four. I mean that yeah. that was yeah. New York Times literally my favorite parody. Someone sent me a meme out that was a picture like uh, supposedly from CNN and it showed a picture of a burning house in like rural somewhere like like your typical meth lab and the, the chiron for for it was from <laughs> cnn said to die of covid in meth lab explosion <laughs> absolutely perfect perfect um, unbelievable so this is you know this was this was every day and and the people were not used to this you yeah. know uh, and zucker uh, there are memos at cnn where he's calling them and saying make the numbers bigger and can make the red redder like literally he wanted it to cover the screen the numbers of the dead and the dying and ideally we click like oh the, Z you know, zucker yeah, yeah zucker was, was tell, uh, uh, telling, telling them CNN to make it. the numbers bigger and can you make it redder best memo i've ever seen
it's really something. It's like, well, we didn't get them with Russia. We didn't get them with Ukraine. Are we going to have to? Are we going to have to go full pandemic? Is that? Is that? Yes, what we, yes, have we, to yes do? we have to. Guess we have to shut the country down. Yeah, and let's mail out millions of ballots to people and tell everyone that's normal. We've always done that. Uh, it is. It is. And the, the fights I have with my Democrat yeah. friends, we try to remain civil. I try really, really hard because yelling past each other is not working. And when they start screaming and be like, "You're not election deniers," said, "Stop with the denier. Stop, stop with the denier label. Stop." I just want you to understand that it's reasonable for a rational person to say we had one system that developed over 150 years where mm-hmm. you sign a piece of paper, you sign up, they send it back to you, you show up, you show an ID, mm-hmm. they click you off, you go vote in person and you leave. And uh-huh. suddenly you're allowed to just mail in ballots. And suddenly volunteers are allowed to go house to house to help elderly people with their ballots. Like, I'm not saying there's fraud. I'm just saying that leads a rational person to wonder. Uh, it, it was it was manipulated. I mean, even in those months when I would fly around the country and I have layovers in various states, wherever I would land, I would get a notice from Facebook. Get your ballot. Get your South Carolina ballot. Wow. Get your Georgia ballot. You, you know, get your Colorado ballot. You're like, there. Go vote. <laughs> yeah. That when you'd land, it's like, here, get your ballot. I swear to you, I could have voted. A dozen times. Oh, easily. Easily. Yeah. I mean, that's there's right. that's not that's not real. Well, anyway, we should but, probably wrap it up. I've got uh, a lunch and I got to head to, but um, what's the big message? Tell people to pay attention, keep their eyes open, read Brownstone, and listen to Messy Times. Is that succinct enough? <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah, but also <laughs> it's really important that the people avoid demoralization. Yes. Um, and don't get bored at the topic, you know, and don't just move on we can't just move on we've got to yeah. stay the people that did the, this to us want us to move on so they can yeah. do it again so you know every time you share a story every time you read a story to talk to a friend share share something uh, you're defying the censors and you are helping to rebuild the great projects of civilization we cannot let them win Amen. With that, thank you. Uh, Have a wonderful afternoon. And to all my listeners, thanks for, for tuning in. There'll be more to come. Take care. Thank you.